moon, nothing been the same since. Uh. Not at the line like shine bright. We in our prime, had the time of our life. We on the night. Hello everyone, welcome to Scott and Paul's Rambling Podcast. Yo. Scott McLeod here, joining as always my good friend and co-host, Paul Brown. Once again, yo. And now we're back to talk about the thing that we were predicting shit for last week. You know, as that's how it goes with these impact pay-per-views. And just out of the tiniest curiosity, Scott, how did we do with our predictions? Because I forget our predictions. I think we got them pretty spot on, apart from a couple, a but... A few things I said that, you know, I was like, oh, he's also, he's just point John Bullock because there's no way See, that, at all he'll lose the exhibition title. That particular point surprised me, but I'm not upset with who won. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm upset about it. I just, that did surprise the shit out of me, though, because like you say, he's only he's really only just won the thing back, really. Yeah, he won it over He's, on, he's it? only just joined the Bullock Club. Mm-hmm. That would be them having what, like, uh, never open weight title, mm-hmm. uh, exhibition title, the exhibition, they've and got the junior belt and the it? IWGP that's the one, that's the one. But we would they have had, had they were the tie chance, but they lost those. But we would have had, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of belts. Well, they they lost one belt on Impact, but they won another belt later on, didn't they? Mm-hmm, with, with mm-hmm. the Good Brothers. Wait, what? Wait, 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 and all that. Like I say, I would, I was, I was not going to be upset either way because I really, I've grown to enjoy both of those teams. Which is, I was, I even didn't get my usual cringe when he started belt humping <laughs> when he won. And that's real development. Yeah, you, that's Tom. real development for me because I was, I see him doing it. I went, you that belt humping. I didn't go, I didn't go sick fucking oh, belt humping. I was just, oh, oh you like baldy weird, you like weird belt humping fucker. <laughs> Your weird twisty beard thing yeah, that you have. But it was it was good to see. It was a decent match there. Yeah, it was I, it wasn't phenomenal, mm, but it was decent. I think uh, like there was one title change that happened that I correctly predict that I think we both well I predicted. I don't know if you were that you thought it would happen, but you went the other way. And as in, as in your official prediction, you went with head over heart. With what the, was that one? I think it's the knockouts one. Like that's a title change I thought happened. Other than that, I thought like this won't be a heavily title changey evening. God, was you, I wrong? You were very wrong, yeah, yeah. But, do you know, I, I loved the, the Queen of the Mountain match. Mm-hmm. And I was stoked on the winner. <laughs> because you know fine well I'm a massive Jordan fan. I oh, think as she's, am I. As am I. She's, she's phenomenal. Cause she's very pretty. And she's fucking built like fuck. And she, that chick can fucking go, man. Mm-hmm. You know, and that... Personal opinion. Just mm-hmm. personal opinion. I'm sure people have many different opinions sure, on sure, it. Sure, sure, But personal opinion, I think that Jordan... Is the exact woman we need for that knockout's belt at the moment. I agree. You know, because, because she has a great mix of athleticism mm-hmm. and power and personality, you know what I mean? So Yeah, I'll, I'll talk a bit more about Jordan uh, later on, because again, I was pretty much like you, pretty much any of these women could be reasonable, we could see yeah, yeah. Good, decent in the role. Other than maybe Chelsea Green, but yeah. in terms Chelsea, of re- Chelsea Green hasn't done enough yet. In terms, yeah. And I waited neither with Mia Yim, even though she won no. the title. Mia, I, Mia Yim at the moment, I'm sorry to cut in sorry, on sorry, you, sorry, but uh, Mia Yim at the moment, her, her whole persona is really cool. You know, yeah, like yeah. the entrance, or, and she's decent in ring, but once again, much like Chelsea Green, I don't think she's done enough within the company yeah. to warrant it. In this current run, that is, because also she won the title oh, yeah, in yeah, another yeah. life and everything, as another under another name and everything, much like Chelsea Green did, but I think you, both of them are still, I couldn't see them winning. Diana, yeah. we were talking about it, like, in a way, as much as cool as she has been for the women's division, 
you didn't really want Dion to win because, like... It would have been too predictable and too samey. Too, yeah, too samey. Not just the fact that she held the knockouts tail across both frames. It would have been frames. too WWE. Of course, she held the women's tail across both frames for a long time. But then we've seen Mr. not just with those belts, but with other belts, like the women's yeah, AAA yeah. belt, the ring of war belt. So giving her some stories... Sans belts, yes. Literally, I was going to say that. Sans, sans belts. Aren't we just two peas? We, we are sympathetical, Scott, sympathetical. Oh, it's just amazing. But, uh, so that, uh, I'm sure there was another prediction that you had that happened. Oh, what was mine? I couldn't remember. Uh, but there was one, I'm pretty sure we threw out like 20 different predictions for the, uh, <laughs> for the final impact ritual. And I'm pretty confident, I'm 90% confident. I said you David did Richards. say David Richards. I remember you saying David Richards. Right. But the thing is, I did your this show with you on the Friday before Slamversary. Yeah. I believe the Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday, I did ESSR sound with my brother. Uh, and we also talked a bit about Slamversary. I, mean, yeah. I mentioned some similar ones. I don't think I mentioned David Richards, but in that moment, I was trying to, I was, when I saw him, first off, I was like, I, was like, I said that. I said <laughs> that. Look how smart I am. <laughs> but but like, I was trying to think, did I say it on me and Paul's show? No, did I say it on this one? Like You did say David Richards. You, you said a few people, but you did emphasise David Richards. Yeah. And I read on the comments page after mm. the fact, lots of people were negatory about it, and everyone, oh, you could have had uh, you could have had James Storm, you could have had this, that, and like, for fuck's sake, people, for the, for the sake of the story, like, yeah. you know, like, Eddie Edwards is the leader on a no more. Mm-hmm. Fuck with his head and bring in his former Wolves partner, uh-huh. Davy Richards, man. And Davy Richards fucking did great in that match. Oh, yeah, like, he, he, he took some time out, like, after he and Eddie's, like, feud in Pac-19, like, yeah. I think he studied to be, like, a doctor or everything. He did, yeah. Then came back to do kind of a part, and then he's with, like, MLW now, but yeah. he came in for the... He and Eddie have been doing some teaming. So, who, so often who, on the Indies. when the Wolves split, who turned on who? Oh, well, I think it was, like, uh, Davey got injured in like 2016-2017 Eddie got a brief run as world champion yeah. like beating Bobby Lashley for it lost it and then had a rematch where Davey was going to come back like I'm going to be in your corner then he turned on him out of like jealousy ah uh, right right weirdly one downside of this feud is that I didn't just have to Alicia Edwards because like Davey I think I don't know if he still would have been in that time in real life he was with Angie Love so they kind of turned into a mixed tag food as well they had a mixed yeah, tag yeah. but then until they did like a big I think it was like a full Metal Mayhem match blow Davey versus Eddie with Eddie getting the win and everything. Yeah, yeah. And Eddie went on to do the stuff with Sammy and then became a featured player on the stand yeah, yeah, still yeah. Is But yeah, I agree with you. Like I said to you, it's like when Daniel Bryan was announced, he got kicked out of Nexus for real life things. But like in storyline, they think so. We kicked him out because he's not like the rest of us. And then when WWE needed a guy, an extra guy to fight Nexus, they brought in Daniel Bryan. Yeah. I thought there was an interesting parallel. He said, no, Eddie is not going to expect his former tag partner to walk out. Yeah, yeah. And Eddie did this classic sort of like heel former partner thing every time Eddie uh, Davey Richards coming in. He was like, "No, I'm not fighting you." No, 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 no. no, no. I, I'm too good to be fighting you. A, a weird thing it relates to Impact and used to you know that whole Ric Flair ex final match. They're selling it as an actual. Video. He said it's, he said it's not going to be his final match now. Oh, Why are you calling it Ric Flair's final match? You're instantly fraudulent of wrestling. Will <laughs> be Ric Flair bog roll soon. He's pr- he said he's going to bleed during this, like... Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> what a surprise. I know, but, like, it was fun. Rick Rick Flair bleed? It was no. Hard, it was hard enough to watch him bleeding when he was bleeding against, like, Triple H in 2005. I don't want to see him bleeding now in his late 70s. Ble- bleed, old man, bleed! <laughs> <laughs> but, like, they're doing an actual undercard for him. They've got some heavy impact representation. They're going to have Eddie and David team together as well against the Machine Guns. 
And Josh Alexander is going to defend the Impact World Tail against MLW's Jacob Fatu. Yeah, I see Oh, I mean, I'd, I'd watch. I'd, I'd want to watch the the. I don't know if I'd want to buy it. I'd try and find a, a free way of watching it. You know, not not illegal. I wouldn't condone that. Wink, no, wink. no, 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 no. But like, what? I don't, don't know nothing. No. What? <laughs> but I like to watch it just for the undercard <laughs> and then just turn it off right before Ric Flair's match because I want to see those matches. <laughs> illegal method. What do you know nothing about that man? What? What? Don't know nothing. What? <laughs> Shake. <laughs> so yeah. Those we've got a we got classic true and fat reference yeah. for you people there. Yeah. If you don't know it, look it up. Funny shit. Yeah. If you're not Scottish, you're probably lost right there. If you're not Scottish, look it up anyway. And if you can't follow it, get the subtitles on. That'll help you. Don't I wouldn't trust subtitles. Like I've watched Still Game with subtitles on Netflix, and whoever works the subtitles is clearly not from Scotland. No. 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 No, they're not. Why aren't you from Scotland, Netflix people that work with subtitles and you would know how to do it properly? Like, there's a classic Scottish phrase, I know, as it, which means as well. Yeah. But Netflix, but, but Netflix uh, changes it to and all, like, sound it out. Look, think of the context of the scene that you're putting the subtitles in for. These people are not grammatically sensible. Clearly not. Jesus. But a lot, a lot of Scottish phrasing is not grammatically sensible. But no. fuck you, deal with it. Oh no, no, we we. Look, I think it's you know the classic thing, Scotland and English. You know, English invented the language, and Scotland looked at <coughs> it and like, no, oh, I can do better than that. Add random letters to that. That that starts with a silent p for no reason. No, 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 no. See, English wrote the language, mm. and we looked at it and went, no oh, man, that's gay. <laughs> no, talking like that, fuck off. <laughs> talking like one of yous, no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, before we delve into Impact, anything you want to talk about other than that? Who, who have uh, you been up to? I'm uh, sure that people are dying to know. My week has been very good. I have uh, I've purchased both seasons of Boss, mm-hmm. the Kelsey Grammer program, which I'm I'm really looking forward to watching. I haven't mm-hmm. watched it yet. You know what it's about? I do. He's uh, he is a Chicago mayor, I mm-hmm. believe, who is quite a cutthroat politician. But he is diagnosed with Lewy body dementia, mm. and I think I've not seen it. Like I say, I've just read bits and pieces about it. But I think the general schematic of it, and remember, that's just my mm. assumption, is that he's diagnosed with this Lewy body dementia, which is also mm. the thing that Robin Williams had. All right. But um, he has this, and it's trying to like you know keep a grip on his power and yeah. keep people from knowing that he's mm. losing his. Yeah, I, his grip, you know. I'd heard heard about it like years ago. I never got an. I never found an avenue to probably watch it. I did. I did look at the front cover of the disc for mm-hmm. season one, mm-hmm. and it just a quote from a from some publication said, "Kelsey Grammer is mesmerizing," <laughs> and I read that line and I just thought, Ooh. "I've heard similarities like, no, they're not exactly the same, but like because obviously at the start of twenty ten, House of Cards was such a big thing, you know, with Kevin Spacey, and mm-hmm. I heard like. Don't say the spacey name with John Doe, uh, but I've heard like there's. I'd heard some people who'd watched this, who'd watched both shows, say that this is kind of an almost local government version of that in terms of this ruthless right, guy right. trying, you know, take down those who so would. Kelsey Grammer is kind of like a local government office kind of version of Kevin Spacey's character. Basically, because like because like Kevin Spacey's character is trying to you know gain an ultimate position. Because obviously, I think in the later season he tried to. Becomes president, so he's trying to climb the ladder and everything, yeah. and, cut and get by anybody who tries to get in his way. And obviously, 
with people who try to usurp Jesse Garman, like you said, he try to hold on to his power yeah, yeah. in a very ruthless way. But I, I got that. Mm-hmm. I also got the, the documentary called Grass mm-hmm. about the history of marijuana narrated by Woody Harrelson. Of course it is. Awesome. Of course it is. And for my wrestling collection, mm-hmm. I got the WWE Anthology Triple Disc. Ah, it was on the disc. Mm? And what is well, uh, included in the, the anthology? Gold, the golden era mm-hmm. themes, uh-huh. the attitude era themes, mm. and at the current time, the now themes. Yeah. You know, the, the ruthless era themes. Ah, yeah. You know, uh, saliva doing King of My World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brock's theme. Mm-hmm. It's just there's a, a triple disc set of all the classic and at the time current themes, you know. Yeah. And I, I must admit, on that third disc, I fucking love that saliva one, that King yeah. of My World. That And yeah. I, if I'm right, Jericho has only used, only did use that once or twice. I know he used it at Survival Series yeah. too. Yeah, I think they were like looking to maybe use it. I haven't given him a new like theme. Uh, and Jericho just said like, I uh, said I liked the song. I didn't like it as a song he came out to because he felt like it was too slow like, to start off with. I liked it, but not much. <laughs> I liked it, but not enough, man. You know, I need need something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I appreciate you's. Uh, Appreciate the effort, lads. Appreciate if it's saliva. You know, I'm going to come out to a song that's not about the walls. And I'm going to wait twenty years or fifteen years till my crappy band writes a song that people actually think is decent, and then come out to that. <laughs> you crappy band. <laughs> Fuzzy. <laughs> What's his fucking faggy song? Judas. Uh, Judas. Mm, wank. <laughs> The guy I'm glad I've never seen live in a gig because if I went to see his band, I'd only go in there so he was saying some of my wrestling shit. Like, I've. I think he'd be offended if he turned up at a Fozzie gig with wrestling gear, though. You seen that, Chris? Probably, yeah. Is he was sort of would get offended and try and shout it at you? I've seen interviews where he doesn't look too, like, happy because like, he's just done a Fozzie gig, but somebody who's from a wrestling outlet wanting to ask him wrestling questions, even though he's agreed to do anything, he's got that, that fucking face on him, you mm. know? But, he's always got a fucking face on me. He's a miserable well, like face. Well, I said about Judas, like, it was one of the few songs I've ever heard people who don't even like Fozzy say decent. And then I heard interviews with Chris Jericho saying, oh yeah, it was somebody who I know who's a songwriter. <sighs> so they wrote it for another band, but the band didn't want it. So they gave it to us. So, like, uh, so basically, so, like you didn't, so basically because you had no involvement in it, that's why it's good. <laughs> somebody does, else done it for you. Does that not uh, say something, uh, Jericho? Aren't you? Can, aren't you reading between the lines here, man? You man sucks. <laughs> Live in the now, no. man. <laughs> uh, Live uh, in the now. But going back man, to, to boss, suck. going back to boss uh, with Kelsey Grammar, that's definitely going to be something we, we come to for like an exciting day. It could be maybe uh, we can find if I can find a way to watch it, we can do like an episode in like season one and then an episode on season yeah. two. I've heard that like the war, maybe the worst. Hopes to have more than two seasons, but it was one of those, you know, shows of its era that was cancelled before its yeah, before its yeah. time. I heard that the director was touted that we we're going to possibly do a, a TV movie to finish <laughs> off storylines. Yeah, but the director didn't want to do it. So that very fact that I read that makes me sad because I know it's going to end on some kind of unfinished way, which is going to bug me. You know, like I've had shows that I knew you were going to cancelled, but. You know, you can only hope, like, like, I've, like I've, I've had in the past where it was only till the last episode, few episodes that I remember, because, like, I'm so engrossed in the story that it's only till later I realise, like, oh, this is about to end in a sucky way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I'm happy that, that there are people speaking so highly of this show, even though I've not seen it, because I think it was, like, 2011, the first season. Yeah, right yeah. There. And no offence to you, Kelsey, we, we love you. But in recent years, 
You've you've been in some shit. You've been in a bit of shit. Aye, uh, has been. It has I mean, been. I want to do it for an episode, even though I would hate to actually have to watch it again. But that film, Money Plane, is not good. Is that the one he's on the edge? Aye, I've not seen that. Uh, I'll find a way for you to watch it so we can just rant about it on a podcast or an episode of Clyde Edwards. But it's not good. I mean, even he's some of the better parts of it, but he's clearly overacting to fuck. Uh, tell you what, it's a good film though. A perfect toast. <laughs> I went and I showed that film to my mother last night. Mm-hmm. I told her David Hyde Pierce is in it. He plays a nutter. And I, when I said to her, when I told her he played a nutter, she went, oh, a nutter? And I went, no, you'd, you'd need to see him. Mm. <laughs> you need to see it. And I swear, by the sort of halfway point in the film, my mum was sitting on the edge of the couch going, my God, <laughs> he's insane. <laughs> and the, the bit that really caught her attention was when he showed the video from the, the previous year's party. <laughs> you know, a bit. I've never seen David. Oh, you've never seen David You've never seen you've been, Ghost? You've been telling me it was ages, but I've never been away to watch it. Why? That sucks, because it used to be on YouTube. Oh, I'll find it. I'll, find it. I'll tell you, we were going to do it at Rachel Friday Friday Street, and when we plan on, when we put it in the schedule, then I'll find a way to watch it. Well, I will tell you, when you get a chance to watch it, you'll be... You will be impressed. You'll be kind of fucking freaked out, but you'll be impressed because, like, and what I tell anyone who hasn't seen it before, who is a big Frasier fan, if you've seen it, keep nails in your head whilst you watch this character mm-hmm. because it will fuck you up even more. <laughs> All right. Yes. Mm. Yes, it will. <laughs> you know. Oh, it plays a lovely man called Warwick. Warwick. Warwick Wilson. Okay. Yeah, Warwick. Yeah, I don't have much to really talk about my week though. You know, I, I went to my brother's on the the Sunday evening. You know, he and I watched Slamversary together. Did he enjoy it too? He he enjoyed it. Yeah. Did he have a favorite match or favorite portion? Or? Uh, I don't know. I've not really asked. Him. I think he watched like the last couple of matches at another time, like I did, because well, we were both out and he was working the next day, so ah. I stuck around uh, during the Monday. You know, worked worked from his house for a while and you know, play with his dogs for a little bit. Uh, but other than that, my week has been fairly boring. You know, it's one of those weeks where I was working, and then it goes by that quickly until you realize, like, oh Jesus, is a week but gone by already. It's one of those sad, one of those sad realities in life. You know, one of the kind of weeks, you know. A bubble burst. Are you nothing? Yes. Mm. You were playing with the dogs, but you didn't do much. Yes. It's kind of a sad week. Mm-hmm. I listened. <laughs> See, I listened. I was listening and playing with bubbles. He don't like you, the bubbles. He is weirded by the bubbles. Clearly, Dexter actually loves bubbles. Jessie did not like bubbles. Well, she did, but she was mildly confuddled by them because she kept trying to catch them and then they kept popping under her paws. And then she barked at them. <laughs> she was like, fuck you, disappearing bubble thing. Yeah. She liked it kind of, Milo just kind of bugs out, like, what's that shit popping on me, go away. So, but I, I, I use the bubbles and go, tee hee, because <laughs> it's fun. Bull's blowing bubbles at his cat for no reason, I don't know why. Well, not now. Well, he was. You're saying, you just start talking about bubbles with no context, because people aren't privy to why you're talking about bubbles. Well, you tell them why I'm playing with bubbles. Because it annoys your cat and you're a weird man. No, I, because I like bubbles. Yes, but can you not play with the bubbles? You're the one who is telling me before you're all about efficiency. This is bubbles not efficiency. Bubbles are efficient. How? 
Because I said. <laughs> because you said. Yes. Right, go on. Yes, I was just telling you about my week other than Slammiversary, watching at the end of last week and then working in Ireland playing with the Dugs, then a week was fairly, you know, one of the boring weeks, you know. Mm. Yeah, I hate week kind weeks. But, oh, but then again, I know those weeks. Then again, I'm off. Got my weekend off like I usually do, so I'm hopefully going to sleep. Leave a lot. I like to sleep. It's relaxing. It is relaxing. It's very good. It's yeah. funny how relaxing sleep can be. <laughs> but no, I am going. I am going out for an early walk tomorrow. Mm. I, my mother and I have taken up walking again for yeah. our for our health. You know. Yeah, I agree. And. Tomorrow, I promised her I will be round early doors tomorrow to go a walk with my mum. So I'm going well, to do well, that. Well, I, I've got I've got very used to walking at least a mile. I have two miles <coughs> per day mainly because of Dexter. Yeah. And in the days where like Dexter's been walked by somebody else and doesn't need to walk them, where I sometimes just go walk <laughs> myself. Uh, like it's, my mum's going to watch him on Saturday, but it's probably probably going to be me watching him on the Sunday. Mm. You know, I'm going to probably take him a long walk on the Sunday because. It's one of the things I almost semi-look forward to now <laughs> on, a, on a Saturday or Sunday getting to take decks on a big long walk, you know, So because I can download a couple of podcasts, put my headphones in and just just walk. Yeah. You know, and just walk. Yeah, it's fun. But, you know, I don't have to worry about the Saturday and the Saturday show that I sometimes record. It's not my week this week, so <laughs> but I still have to edit it. So when I have those weeks, I just I don't set an alarm, I just lie my bed like, I will edit it whenever I choose to crawl out from this bed. <laughs> you I are sometimes going, I wonder if I can do this from bed. Oh, yeah, mm. yeah. I've done it from bed before. There you go. Just like, do it from bread. From bread? bread? Yeah, do it from bread. <laughs> now I want a bed shaped like a giant loaf. I'm just thinking of the Homer... I just like to think of the Homer Simpson gift. Uh, like, hmm, I'm a big toasty cinnamon bun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing with the door open. And I love it. <laughs> you know, sometimes I worry that, oh, we're doing too long just chatting before we get to an actual thing. I like the chatting. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying, weirdly, we started off in a reverse where we started actually talking about Slammiversary, then we went into whatever this is, yeah, and then we have to weirdly transition ourselves back to Slammiversary. What well, this is, is talking about having a bed shaped like a giant loaf of bread. And feeling like a cinnamon bun, that's an important thing to talk that about. Is. What kind of a loaf of bread for a bed, though? <laughs> I don't Paul know. Paul Warburton's. <laughs> Warburton's, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Warburton's wholemeal. Mm. A healthy bed. <laughs> a healthy bed. Oh, shite, we talk. Oh, yes. Yes. You're the one who posed the question about what type of it I didn't realise we had to go into those kind of specifics. It just proves what we have a lot of time on our hands <laughs> to talk about bread beds. Once again, so Mr. Efficiency over here. Hey, I'm talking efficiently about bread beds. <laughs> bread bed and bubbles. Well, before we... You get into our glowing parades of Slamberts because I told uh, Paul that it would take a lot for us to come back here on this show and not you know, find a lot of stuff to praise Slamberts yeah. for. And, you know, it went as well as we'd hoped it would be, you know. Do you well, have some negatories? You I do have a, few, I heard a few. I have a few nitpicks and I'm going to just get them out of the way, Paul. Okay, I, w- I will sit and I will listen to your nitpicks and prob- I will probably disagree with a lot of them, but I, I may surprise you and agree with some. Okay, I'll get them out of the way. Okay, let me hear your nitpicks. Two, two of them involve the pre-show. I unfortunately have not yet seen the pre-show. I know the res- I think I know the results of the pre-show, but I didn't find it so prudent to because it's pre-show, yeah. you know. Well, yeah, well, like first off, the fucking 
we, we talk about oh, sometimes technical issues that pop up on impact like big shows and you, yeah yeah that and, 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 me. and it's a source of frustration because you want them to sort that shit out it was on the pre-show right yeah oh, well that's, all, that's at least okay at least it wasn't on the main yeah, show yeah, the issue like also the pre-show was available like on fight and everything yeah and on like, YouTube and such well no like the YouTube link like it just kept saying oh starting at half past but then you're like Almost twenty five, twenty yeah. one, and it's not starting. It was supposed to be on Pluto TV as well. So like everybody, so like it was working on all platforms, and like Impact was tweeting out all oh, the countdown to Slammiversary start, and then just all the comments on Twitter were not on YouTube. What the hell is happening with YouTube? Fix the fucking YouTube. <laughs> so we were like, had to on a delay go, even though we weren't that bothered about it, but we had to go to like fight and then go on a delay and go back to the start of the pre-show in order to watch it so that was a pain yeah sort your fucking youtube out yeah sort your technical issues impact you're a great fucking company great show but sort that technical shit i'll that one i'll agree with you especially since you've been doing a lot of digital media you know impact insiders like stuff on youtube yeah you'd hope you'd have that shit you know sorted no that shit to me a lot of the time just seems cheap I'll go yeah. one of the main shows and come back to my other pre-show thing. Okay, but, uh, okay. Just, I, don't, I mean, there weren't many mistakes, but this one was just a glaring one, and I just have to point out and say, for fuck's sake, to it. The uh, <laughs> Chelsea Green getting the pin on, I think it was Tasha Steele to become eligible, <sighs> that referee fuck up. The referee pins one, two, it looks like he's stopped, because I think he thought Tasha was going to kick out, and then, like, and he's like, it's like if he's gesturing to the the ring announcer that oh like now Chelsea Green's eligible but he's not counting three and Chelsea has to basically shout at him he then goes to one two three again <laughs> and then and then you can see Chelsea Green just looking at glaring at this fucker like you like, fucking silly prick and I'm like he's like thank you well done for doing your fucking job you idiot right, well that one I'll agree with you technical issues and referees being idiots which referee was it? I don't know. It wasn't one of the main ones, I don't no, think. that's so. good then, so it was just a tip. It was just a tip, yeah. Uh, but then going back to the pre-show, I mean, you didn't miss much with Brian Myers versus... It's right there. What? That lighter that I was looking for pre-show. <laughs> right there. <laughs> well, aren't you a tit? Clean yes. your glasses. Yes, I am. We're clean, for God's sake. That's the <laughs> problem. That makes it worse. That's like... I'm sorry to cut and, and sort of trail off to another thing here. Should have mentioned in our weekly thing. But it's like something that I did the other day. And you, have you ever done one of those things that make that you, in your head, you go, you stupid fucker? Yeah, like, I like to think of myself as a reason. I don't think I'm the, uh, I have the particularly highest IQ, but I, think, I like to think I'm a reasonably smart individual. And then sometimes little things happen that I think, they make me think otherwise. Well, you know that kind of thing that you do, like where you where you're holding a phone and you go, "Where's my fucking phone?" You're like, Ugh. "Right." Mm-hmm. Well, I was leaving the home the other day to go visit my mum, and I was kind of grumbling to myself, and I was I had my wallet between my teeth mm-hmm. as I was locking the door and checking my pockets, making sure everything. And then I had this moment, go, "Where the fuck's my wallet and my head?" I go, where's my wallet? And I started feeling for it. And then it went, you're holding it in your fucking teeth. <laughs> I had a similar issue. You know, here. and I went, I just, I stood at the door with the key in the wallet and I just went, <sighs> removed it from my teeth, put it in my pocket, went, fucking fool. <laughs> I had a thing where, like, not only was, did I forget where my phone was, 
Not only did I have it in my hand, but I was ringing at the time. Like, literally, I'd take it out of my pocket, press call, I think it was my mum was phoning, yeah. and literally, in the half thing I'd done that, and my mind somehow trailed and made me wonder, where did you put your phone? Like, it's in your hand, you'd have. Yeah, that's on the same level of wondering where your wallet is when it's in your teeth. <laughs> yes, we are silly bellies. Mm. We're not, that's why we're not trying to bring you a science-like podcast or anything like that. This is just wrestling. It's simple shit here. Yes, yes, yes. But, obviously, uh, digital media match, Rick Swan got the win over Brian Myers. Predictable, I thought. It didn't really miss much. The reverse battle royal. I knew it was going to be a bit bollocks. <coughs> but honestly... It was not bollocks enough that I was enjoying it that we could poke fun at it. It was just this. This is just reminding me why Shark Boy eliminated Joy Swinger last or beat Joy Swinger last. Why? I don't know why. Why didn't Swinger win? I don't know. Have you seen Shark Boy? He looked like a fanny when he was legit. He's he's put some some weight on. He's a fat, look, daft looking fucker. No, because he does like the Stone Cold parody. I said to my brother, like, obviously Austin didn't drink a lot of the beer that he was because all like dribbled down. I'm like, he's what Stone Cold would look like if Stone Cold really did drink that much beer every mm. night after a match. Fat ugly cunt. At least Swinger made it to the fucking <laughs> final two. But, but like, like I said, it wasn't. I like, know it just basically exposed like. Yeah, there's a reason why this wasn't a good idea in the first place. Yeah. The, the one main surprise person who got an entrance, I think he just managed to make it into the final, like, eight, was, like, Father James Mitchell come out with Slash from his, like, old faction, the Disciples of the New Church from, like, the early NWA TNA days. And I only just found this out. Slash, uh, I can't remember which one he was, but apparently he used to be in uh, PG-13. No, the, the rap yeah, group yeah. that... Uh, no, please. I bet I Nation could tell. Too. I bet I could tell, because I liked it too. Mm-hmm. They were a good laugh. So, yeah, I can't remember which one it was, but I didn't even realise. Because I didn't... I knew Slash was in NWA TNA, and then, actually, on my on the way home from my brother's, I was listening to uh, one of those old, like, Raw review podcasts I mentioned to you. I listened to mm. it was an episode where PG-13 appeared pre their, like, association with the nation, and then they were just giving it the whole story of background, Oh yeah, so I insert member here. I can't remember which one. On. Yeah, he went on be slashed in NWT and they're like that's who that prick was. <laughs> and then there was moments like there was a bit between I think it was Crispy and uh, Steve Macklin. They both did a spot where uh, Crispy cutters Macklin on the apron, basically eliminating both of them at the same time. Mm. And then there was just a moment where I was watching. I'm like, you two are too good for this. Yeah. You guys are far too good for this. Crispy, you should be in that fucking Ultimax and yeah. Steve, you should be doing something. I don't know what, but not this. Not this. This is below your standards, man. <laughs> you know, at the very least, you could have had one of the two win it, but yeah. Apparently, that would have been worse if we'd have won that shit. Apparently, it comes down to like a, a single, like, like one on you to pin or submit them when it comes to the final two. So, Swinger, so it's like, Zicky Dice gets eliminated second to last by Shark Boy, mm. and then. Swinger slicks, throws out Shark Boy and thinks he's won. And then everybody has to come and tell him, like, no, you know, you've no won. And then Shark Boy sneaks back in it and we have Stunner and pins him. Yes. So, uh, I know you want to put fun at the good and the bad, you know, the, the shit of uh, TNA, you know, for the anniversary, but this is one of those ideas probably best left in the, yeah. the annals of history. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, it could have been a bit of fun, like, yeah, like, so bad, it's good. It was just, it was just not, it was just bad. Just straight. It was just bad, like, we suddenly remembered why the idea of a reverse battle. Like, Zicky Dice got kicked out twice because 
apparently you get into the ring by going over the top rope. The thing is, keep crawling under, going through ropes in the ring, you kept having to tell him to get out. Mm. And so he just barely made the qualification mm. to get in. Whereas Chris Bay was one of the smart people who just got right straight right the fuck in. Because <laughs> again, Chris Bay is above this shit. Yeah, and Macklin. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, things picked up as soon as we got to the main show. Yeah, yeah. Because whilst we had Ultimate X, we had uh, Austin, Trey, Alex Zane, uh, Andrew Everett came in, apparently because uh, yeah, Kevin's got injured. He did, yeah. And uh, Mike Bailey. Is there somebody else I'm missing? Is there a sixth guy or are there just five? I'm sure it was just five. No, no, who did yeah, you say? Who did you say? Ace, Trey, Ace, Trey, Trey Bailey, Bailey, Everett, and Everett, Zane. Zane. Yeah, I think that's it. Any, one, anywho. I could have sworn there was a third like, right. qualifier, but I don't know. Where is it? Kenny King. Kenny King, aye. Kenny King. Oh, well, I don't fucking like Kenny King. That's probably oh, why, why that's I forgot. That's how you can't remember. Fuck him. Aye, fuck him. Fuck him. No, you didn't win, so good. Aye. Bye. But a really solid opening mm-hmm. contest, you know, and... Second year in a row they've opened with this Ultimate X, and you can see why uh, a good, like... Because basically when, you've, when you said they trust them, you need to start off with that match, otherwise it looks awkward for other matches. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, you know, again, it's a staple of the X Division. Like, I didn't realise they were... Like, it's high in the double digits for how many Ultimate X matches, apparently, they've done. Yeah. So I didn't realise it was that many. Like, I knew <laughs> they, they, for a period they were doing at least one or two a year at one point, mm. but I didn't realise. And I joked to my brother, like, they've done that many Ultimate X matches, I went... You know what's what's killed off the Ultimate X gimmick? It's when they started doing a pay per view called the Impact Wrestling Ultimate X, taking this piss out of the fact that everybody says that Hell in a Cell and that got yeah got uh, got ruined by naming pay per views at them. It was a bit of a joke. Jokes are funny when you have to explain them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what did you make of Alex Zane dressing? He's red. He's all in red with his big twirly mustache. He's the one who took the big Canadian destroyer from Trey. Do you know? Good on him, he's twisty mustache. Good on him. I know he's like a baby. If he if he if he's got the horns to fucking wear that red twisty mustache, when you let him wear that red twisty mustache, because that kind of man, you know what, he'd be on the wrong side of that kind of man. Because he'll go like that, he'll go, and twirl his mustache. That's the thing, he's maybe a good guy, because I was like, he's something like turned on him. Uh, uh, but now I just look at him I just think I just see your piano music playing while he twirls his mustache and laughs maniacally I just look at him and go you like guy at the bullet club jumped haha <laughs> I think they've announced him, him and Ace have got a match at the next special for what reason there's nothing to fight over now yes there is there's like you, you and your mates battered me I don't like that aye and then, and then it'll turn out in the case of aye me and my mates are probably going to batter you again because you don't have any mates haha <laughs> ha, ha. we twisty tash name mates <laughs> Yeah, going into this, I was like, I was very confident, and like I said, Ace. Yeah, uh, you were like, ah, oh, Ace, man, he's going, man, the bullet club. <laughs> Sides, man, the club. <laughs> Fucking bad bots. <laughs> Took it off me. You believe what? Alex Zane's in there. Forty yeah. years of the club. <laughs> so uh, 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 you know, that sketch can also be applied to the decision to prevent to tem- temporarily take a leave of absence. Bruce Pritchard in there. Forty years I've known that kid. Fucking pots suspended me. Last what happened? <laughs> Friends of mine. And she's not got any pals. Aye, Sol's my dinner. Aye, he's a wanker. Aye, aye. Owes me NXT. <laughs> Send I him. Aye, he's a wank. <laughs> anyway. Hunter. Asshole. 
I have some peas going. He's up at the Titan Towers. You're taking my one joy in life, you assholes. <laughs> You're <the> assholes. <laughs> I'm going back to the XFL. It's a quid. It's ten quid cheaper. <laughs> no, it's not. You couldn't afford that either. You don't. <laughs> but yeah, I had the. I don't want to say this. It's made it sound like a negatory bit. Because I'm saying it as a positive, but it had the usual what you expect from a side when you imagine plenty oh, totally. of dice to the outside. Everyone got their chance to, you know, sh- showcase themselves. Mm. Everybody had that, you know, that mad dash to try and we climb always, up. We always managed to showcase the Ultimate X match really well. I think, you know, and I like that they kept it going because like, there are so many matches where you think, oh, you've seen everything, but like the fact that the Impact has a strong history, even its worst years of bringing in very innovative. Uh, guys for the X Division yeah. there's always somebody with a different style to bring out a different like spot for the match to keep it you know interesting very true <laughs> very true but then, so how would you rate that at stars overall that match uh, I know we're not done talking about it but just in general I wasn't expecting to give it stars uh, well just a general personal viewpoint on it you know because I, I would give it a good solid three and a half four I'd say three three and three four something like that yeah but are you sad because Ace didn't retain well not sad <laughs> but I just wasn't expecting him not to retain I'm, I'm not no, I'm not angry I'm just disappointed but you know again, <laughs> again much like when Diona didn't win back the women's title it didn't uh, it didn't like hurt her because like she went on to do the champ champ thing and she thinks she's still fine that she's not a champion at the minute. Oh yeah, Diona's that kind of fucking performer who does she doesn't even specifically need a belt to make her awesome. She's awesome anyway. Yeah, and Ace at the minute oh he's got the thing with Zayn in fact, but he can do basically what he wants. Now, yeah. like him and Chris Bay can do some stuff, he can go back into Japan. Have you seen that boy? That boy can do an air eye. He's he's aye. <laughs> You're good. He can do stuff in New Japan. He can he can go up the car, go for other belts and impact. I mean, Chris Bay, I guess that could be a tag team. So I don't think it's going to hurt him. And uh, Mike Bailey, I think they made a big deal of him getting same because I'll say he couldn't wrestle in the US for five years. Yeah. And Scott Demore, personally, I think knows him. So he's like he said, like the people deserve to know how good Mike Bailey is. So I think it was a a sign of good faith. Like we want to properly showcase yeah, and, and promote Mike Bailey. Bailey finally getting his shot with a belt and a major like. Well, you know, partly based in Canada, but it's mainly the shows mainly take place and are shown in America, so America, or worldwide audience can see him as a champion. But yeah, like it got to the point where I was convinced, like he's not going to win, and then like he's on top of the, the trust. Everybody else has fallen off. There's people outside. I'm like, there's nobody else there. Who, who's he? He's not going. He's not going. He's on trial. He's fucking won it, isn't he? But, no, he's, he better know. He better, oh, no, he's took it. I don't say he's not he better. No, I just think he's he's, he's not going. He's not going. Oh, he is. Oh. He won it. Hey. And you see the big wide eye like face, expression on his face when he won it. Like I was very similar. I'm like, I know me. I can't believe you've won either. But you know, I don't mind him as X Division champion. I want to see how he yes. does. The Kendall now has accessories. Let's <laughs> see. Uh, I see him. You know, because I've like enjoyed seeing like him with a Sim and Trey having uh, the, that match. Him and Ladro Kid that he wanted to get into the. Oh my God, could you imagine a fatal four way for that between him, mm-hmm. Ace, Trey, and Ladro Kid? Mm-hmm. Or him, Ace, Trey, and Bay. Mm. Yeah, something with with Bailey and Bay. Yeah, which is which is like a funny quirky tag team. <laughs> Introducing Bailey and Bay, <laughs> Bailey and Bay, <laughs> here to entertain you every day. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I can right after half my eat. So Mike Bailey, uh, the X-Men champion, and good on him. Yeah, you see, like again, because we've lost quite a few people recently. You know, so 
Like think- Bailey, he won the X Division title, and there was moderate rejoicing. Yeah. Uh, so it's nice to see people like Mike Bailey getting given their, their shot. Uh, so going after so after that match, I think you know it was a decent match that came on next. I believe it was in a good tag tails, but I do think the crowd needed a bit of a, a, a cool down time. A bit of a cool down time, but yeah. I will say before we talk, before we get into the discussion of the match, mm-hmm. huzzah, huzzah, indeed. huzzah! She was wearing earmuffs again. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're huzzahing at. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. <laughs> but I'm I'm very happy with the result As am because I. I was I have nothing particular against. Mm-hmm. What's the name of the team again? The influence. Like, I keep forgetting. I had nothing personally against the, the influence, mm-hmm. but I had nothing personally for them either. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. They were they were a little too. Oh, I'm not looking for a negative word to well, um, but nothing horrible. If you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. There was not. There was no real excitement from the influence. Uh, okay. They did not. They did not influence me. <laughs> Ah, yes. Oh, yes. Very good, very good. Yes. But I, I, I've nothing against Madison or Tanila, but I, I've always said, and I think I've mentioned to Brian before as well, for the brief, briefest times it lasted, I always preferred Tanila as a singles mm-hmm. wrestler, you know? Because a few occasions when I've seen her in singles competition before she was in the Iconics. Yeah. Whereas I keep, like, because I've thought at times Tanila can be a bit Latin in ring, but when she really pushes herself, she's solid in ring. Yeah. You know, she. She has a lot more talent when she seems to portray at the minute. Mm-hmm. You know, she just seems to be portraying this sort of, you know, I'm less, look at me, I'm brilliant. And we get it, you're brilliant, but showcase that woman. Yeah, you know? I, I, I agree with you. Uh, apparently, Madison Reed's a bit uh, injured, and I think we're going to do a thing in fact where Giselle Shaw is trying to audition to be like a fill-in, the team would continually go back after the belts. Right. Which is good for Giselle that'd Shaw. That'd be good, that'd be good. Yeah. Because you don't know if you've seen Lady Frost. I've ah, seen. That's yeah. kind of sad. I mean, she wasn't being featured the last couple weeks. I don't know for what. We don't know the background she of it. Been featured for at least a month or so. Yeah. I think. So yeah, I'm sure that had to do. But mind you, I don't want to be, you know, reckless to speculate. Yeah, you don't want to speculate. But obviously, there's got to be a reason behind it. And it did feel like they were really they were building on something for her. You know. Yeah. Really, really established her character. I think it might have just been a case of like not enough time to do what they may have wanted to do, and I don't yeah. think she was willing to sit a bit in the background waiting. For it to happen, you know. Yeah, yeah. Which, which is understandable. But it's a shame that she's going because I was really kind of getting into Lady Frost. I thought she was getting better as she went on. But like, yeah, like the stuff she was doing with Giselle and, and that time she got the shot at Diana when she was champ champ and everything. Yeah, yeah. But hey ho, there's all and you know wrestlers go, but you know there's every chance wrestlers come back. I agree. Yes. You know, never, never, ever, mm-hmm. never be disheartened. Yeah. Uh, so that's. Ty, I got two belts. Rosemary, also, I, I spoke to my brother. There's quite a few similarities with this in previous time versus like the fact that uh, last year they opened with a uh, their ultimate ex. It's also second year in a row that uh, that Rosemary's won the tag team title. She won it with Havoc last year yeah. from, from Fire and Flavor, and then maybe she's won it from like Influence. Yeah, and you know I like these two as a pairing. There's apparently they tease in some like digital because I think they're going to now find Havoc and. They made some sort of deal like I'll help we'll win the tag tails together, then we must find Havoc and I'm wondering yeah. if any of our predictions about a potential feud of Havoc turning on decay. Right, will you clear something up for me, right? Because this is where I always slip up in regards to Madison and Tenille. Yeah. 
they're the iconics. No, they're the influence. They're the, the influence. Who were the iconics? Were Peyton Royce and and Vicky, who were then known as the inspiration. Inspiration. Thank you. There's too many. Like I said, too many women's teams with eyes. Yeah, inspiration. So the, the iconics were also known as the inspiration. Yes, but influence is these two that are just yeah, water belts. Right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That helps. Yeah. Thank you. It helps until next time we talk about them, where she gets it again. I will. I, I do it a lot. I'm sorry, people. He doesn't do his homework. I do do my homework. I'm just, I have a brain like a sieve. It's terrible. <laughs> I, I don't find I have a place for it, so I'll just talk about them here. They had some video tributes from past TNA guys. They had a, yeah. a very professional. They set up one with even clips involved with it from Sting. That was really cool, talk, the Sting one. They talked about like Joker, Sting, everything. And then you had Kurt Angle on his phone in Portugal, like he's shooting one of those cameo videos. Yeah, it was still cool to see Kurt, <laughs> but what, when would, it, would, would we get? Yeah, I didn't think we'd get it. So after the Impact Rigels match, we got again a properly set up one. AJ Styles. AJ, the phenomenal one. <laughs> you know? I mean, and he even said thanks to me like, for allowing me to do this because like, it would have been weird if they couldn't have gotten him to do this. Cause oh, totally. When you totally. think of the letters TNA, say, when you think, when you say, when you say like, TNA, like, think of a wrestler. I think, I think AJ. Like him and Samoa Joe are the mm. ones that come to mind. And of course, he mentioned he's most like the match really made them the match with him and yeah. Joe and. Uh, yeah. And, and Daniels. And Daniels, yeah. Unbreakable and everything. Uh, so, yeah. But props to AJ. Yeah, it's props to AJ. Props to Dari from actually letting him do that. Thank Christ we get AJ Styles and not AJ Swoggle. <laughs> yeah, thank Nothing against that. AJ Swoggle or nothing, but no, we, needed, we needed the non-Wish version. <laughs> Wish is a bit generous, Jesus, putting Pound Stretcher. Yeah, uh, Pound Stretcher version. <laughs> we, yeah, you've got, you've got, that's the bargain version. You've got AJ at home. AJ at home. That's a half price. Fifty percent off. <laughs> right, let's get. We're getting terrible now. Come yes, on. Uh, we should look down on people who make these kind of jokes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We can, we, we're better than this. We're better than this. So you tell them. We're better than this. <laughs> no, no. Then things really picked up when, uh, and I like the fact they kept putting wee video updates and like night vision of Sammy and Moose in their little rooms. Yeah, yeah. Moose looked all freaked out. So I was just sitting there going, da 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 da. Like, da like, I'm in the dark. It's like you can put pen was like that was great. I think I might live there from now on. And Missy's like, ah, oh, like he's just he's like, he, I didn't. At one point during the match, there's a woman with like, a hot dog and a drink in the fridge, and he just takes that off. Like I've not had food or drink in the last twenty. Took a hot dog and she looked pissed off. Oh, she was a hot dog. I paid for that. She was that pissed off. She's thinking like, yeah, that, that doesn't look like no plan. That looks like an anchor show. And like, do you have any idea how much this venue charges for that kind of shit? I just like the fact that when he was coming out to do his usual <laughs> showy entrance, Sammy just smacked the shit out of him. Uh, but like at least Moose is showing a lot of advice like <coughs> the idea of like oh to really rile them up you know no food no sunlight no like water anything for two hours like you know I wouldn't be even mid for a fight I'd be like I'm fucking thirsty and I'm starving mm. here give me some food but the right result mm-hmm. Sammy kicked his hole for him I mean not as violent as Sammy's match last year I don't think with uh, with K Omega but there was definitely stuff befitting of the monsters ball oh be. yes yes and Moose showing a, a really good save and sell you know Three pile drives it took to actually put them fucking. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. That's that's proves like that's proof of a really good fucking match. <laughs> but keeping this looking strong. I really was a bit concerned about the the tags. He said like he didn't think it was as big a pop as it used to be for the tags getting drawn out. I think I, I think that's just because you've like people have seen it so many yeah. times now. You know, it it's not so much the pop you get for the you know like when people mm-hmm. hold up the bag. 
and the thing that, the thing that I get a lot of the time now, especially because certain wrestling companies have done it, <laughs> when people hold up a bag in a wrestling yeah. company, you know, I'm sitting there with my fingers crossed, going, please don't be Legos, please don't be Legos, please don't be Legos, <laughs> you know? Uh, like B tax, mm-hmm. and then when you see like glittery yeah. shit, and you're like, yeah, so I'm gonna stick them. <laughs> I remember a PWG show where they put it back, like, oh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a Lego, it's gonna be, doesn't it? It was gummy bears, <laughs> and then somebody did the thing that they do sometimes they do a spot with the tax, and then someone did that with gummy bears, and and they got like super kick in the face, and the fans all chatting along, you sick fuck, you sick. Fuck. <laughs> it's nice when a crowd's in on a bit. Aye, aye. The PWG's mental like that, whereas it used to be fucking gummy bears. <laughs> Then someone else bought another bag, and I think it was something actual. I can't remember what it was sure. in that bag. But what are you going to do with the Legos? Or are you going to knock them out and then build a wee house in them? Ha <laughs> ha! You can't get out of the Fort of Doom. Anyway, Lego Fort of Doom. Or you go to build, or you get somebody trying to build a room like, oh fuck! I can't find the right piece. That doesn't go with this. But how can I figure? How can I not figure it? It says ages three and up. That would be a long and awful match. <laughs> yes, it is. I can imagine the dub doing that. <laughs> yeah, I like the, uh, not, they didn't really just do your standard table spot either. They brought out a fucking door. Yeah, a barbed wire door. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I'm surprised there weren't that many jokes about it, like asking, is this a forbidden door? <laughs> <laughs> is this symbolic? No, oh, it's a spiky door. It's just, it's a very sharp door. It's a, I don't want you coming through this door, is why I put barbed wire around it. This door hard, hard. Sharp corners. Ha ha ha. Yeah, Sammy <laughs> using the tacks, the I think he got speared to like the door. He you got these baseball bats. Three bloody filed rounds. He missed a little fucking thumbtack near the face. <laughs> fucking heat at the end of it. I know. Like I said, like you had to have Sammy win because again, Moose and Keith at least broke his leg. You can't have the guy whose leg got broke come back and no win. Aye, and Sammy's cool. He is cool. But uh, from what I've heard, the feud is, is continuing. And Yay. then we'll have a special commit match against all odds. Yay! <laughs> Sammy gets a chance to beat his ass again. Yeah, the, the Clockworth ho- Orange House of something match. It's a weird match that Raven used to introduce. <laughs> like, it's basically like a hardcore match we we fucked up rules in it. Maybe Raven cool. will pop up, I don't know. That'd be cool too. Yes. I like Raven. Mm-hmm. Always like Raven. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> like Raven. But his name's Scott in real life as well. Is it? Yes, sir. Well, Sweet. Mm-hmm. Well, Triple H, his real name's Paul. Ha uh-huh. ha. And Jeff White's being, sir. I'm just. Oh, if you if you can if you can match up a name with a famous wrestler, I can match up a name with a better famous wrestler. It wasn't a competition. I was just pointing it I out. I know. I didn't know what else to say about Raven. He's cool. Yeah. The only title he ever won in dub was a, net, a fucking hardcore title. It was, yes. The only WrestleMania ever appeared that it was a hardcore champion in which he lost. I like that match. I like that match then. too, but I, I'd prefer it if Raven had retained. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, we, we can at least both be happy Little Big Show didn't win. Yes. I just like that end spot. He's got Raven up and Kane just, uh, just all like, boot and they both go tumbling. And poor Raven had to go as Big Show's tumbling and he's being held up like, yeah. oh yeah, bastard. <laughs> Oh, fallen! Oh dear, I'm falling. <laughs> yeah, you uh, did some shit in that match. <laughs> but, he did. but in the next match, we had the Good Brother Two and the Briscoes, and another match where I was again certain no no title were going to change hands because the Briscoes 
Because also it didn't seem like they were going to go anywhere else. You were certain about a lot of titles not changing hands in that pay-per-view, weren't you? Well, it didn't seem like... I mean, maybe they'll pop up in the new version of Ring of Honor, but I don't think they'll cross over to, like, AEW and everything. Because, like, like it, most people who are going to be in Ring of Honor now are under an AEW contract of some sort because Toy Khan owns it. But these guys look like they aren't going to be, which is why they've seen the deal with Impact. I just seemed like they were going to stick around for a while. So I thought they'll be around for a long haul. They'll keep on to the tag titles for a wee while. But no, no, they lost. And not that I'm complaining because, again, like Good Brothers are basically making out that now Slamversary is that event. Like we debuted in 2020 on the yeah. tag titles last year, but now we've won them again here. Yeah. Carl came out with his never open weight belt that he won from Tamatonga. He did. Mm-hmm. He did. Mm-hmm. Tamatonga, who's a GOD, isn't he? Yes, yeah. and Brother Tangle and everything. Uh, <coughs> so they came out uh, again solid match this one yeah. and I was not expecting the, uh, the match to go the way it went and like you said you were surprised that, uh, I don't know if we were saying it's on air or off air but you weren't even that annoyed when the Good Brothers won and Buddy no, Gales was doing no. his big belt you, thing. A, long, a while ago right I really, I, I've gone so different mm-hmm. with them because I started out I really didn't like them mm-hmm. I thought they were Bellens, to be honest with you, but you know, the Bullet Club covers a lot of cracks, you know what I mean, it causes a lot of problems, and even when he was doing that thing, when they won the belts, and I was mm. happy they won, I'd have been happy if Louis Briscoe was saying too, yeah. it, was, it was a win-win match for me, uh-huh. you know, which, which I like on occasion when you get that, but even when they won, and he done his belt humping thing, <laughs> I didn't do my usual thing, I didn't go, for fuck's sake, he's doing that fucking thing again, I went... Oh, you doing that belt hunting thing, you big bald diddy. I've said it before, like, before when they were just referencing stuff from Bullet Club and everything, when they weren't in Bullet Club, it was just like, well, this is just said, you just reminisce about shit that you were good at fucking years ago and yeah, you're right. not part of. Now just be your own thing now. And then they actually joined Bullet Club, so like, yeah, now they're acting like they were in Bullet Club, and it makes sense because they're actually in it. And you know what? They were decent in Bullet Club and they're decent now. Yeah, so, we're decent because they're club. Mm-hmm. You know? We're Bullet Club, we're not. The club, uh-huh. or the OC, or, or the OC, or whatever else they were doing with Kenny Omega and or, Don Callis, or <coughs> Vestas, <laughs> but you know, or, part, or part of the Straight Edge Society. I'm interested to see what they're going to do because uh, I thought Carl would have been announced. Now that he's got never about one of the singles New Japan belts if he'd be announced for that upcoming G1, but he hasn't been. No. So I'm interested to see what happens. They're probably not going to go back to Japan for a while, but. I wouldn't mind them uh, popping up on New Japan like US show as Impact Champs or maybe have Carl Anderson defend the Never Belt on Impact TV. That would be cool. That would be pretty cool. That would be really cool. So, could you ever see him, like, like, if he defends it on Impact mm-hmm. TV, could you see him losing it on Impact? It would depend to uh, who he was you know, losing it to. Well, it's, it's, the brothers are signed to Impact, right? Yeah. So he could easily lose it to a team signed to Impact. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It just depends who they who they like get to you know go up against them. Yeah, true, true. Everything's been built. Like I said, they had always got the, the heavyweight, the junior, uh, the never belt, and in, in New Japan they got the six man belts as well. Yeah. But uh, in in by wrestling they lost the X Division this night, but they managed to gain the tag team belt. Yeah. So, so lose when one door closes, another one opens. Yes. <laughs> and behind that door is a big LG belt <laughs> hump in the sky with <laughs> his big weirdy beard. <laughs> Open the door, he's like, Whoa. <laughs> you're like, No, stop it, man. Put it away, man. Stop swinging that around. <laughs> and the belt, too. <laughs> God's sake, put your clothes on, man. 
Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this is always obviously in the end of the preschools. I'm sure that we will have many decent. Uh, we have many good um good brothers preschools matches. Again, I think so. I think so. But also, I'd like to see them you know, mix it up. Uh, you know, I like to see the stuff with honor more continue. Oh the good brothers, yeah. like because obviously they got screwed out the title like weekend from Violet by Design. I don't know more. They started a little feud. They got screwed again at Rebellion. Mm. And never really probably sailed that because also they lost the 5 on 5 at Under Siege. So now they can basically, this is the time where the Bullet Club and Goodfellas maybe get their own back. That's true. Over Honor No More. The only team mm-hmm. that's in Honor No More are Taven and Bennett, right? That's the only well, you can team, team team. Yeah, they're only team team, yeah. The team that have actually been IWGP tag champs yeah, and yeah. Honor tag champs. So the only so, team yeah. team we've got is Taven and Bennett, but you've, you've got many variations that with that you could make. You know, you yeah, could have, yeah. like, Eddie and mm-hmm. Vincent, Eddie, Eddie Vincent. and King, mm-hmm. King and Vincent, yeah. Eddie and PCO. <laughs> oh, that'd be a weird one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm interested because, you know, Machine Guns, I want to see <coughs> Machine Guns get a proper go back in the tag division, go after the belt saying, Machine Guns v the Breast Schools are the good brothers again. So like, cause like we were kind of robbed of a lot of stuff between the machine guns and the good brothers. Cause remember, right before Hard to Kill, when the good brothers were doing the stuff with Kenny, and maybe the sixth band member Alex had to go away. Yeah, yeah. And maybe he's finally back. I want to see. I want to see them explore that again. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. There's, there's many avenues to go. You know. Yeah. Uh, and maybe we can revisit some uh, some VBD stuff with, with the good brothers maybe. as well. Yeah, I'm hopeful for the the tag division. You know, yeah, the, yeah. I'm I'm I I'm a I'm a fountain of positivity. <laughs> <laughs> then we got the uh, the five one five match. Uh, Scott Dunmore came out for guest commentary and he's Team Canada. Yeah, yeah. With, with his with his hockey stick with the flag on it, which <laughs> uh, he still happened to leave under the ring later on for Josh Alexander to use as a weapon on on Dina. I, I will say though, the mm-hmm. only thing in this five one five match that I I wouldn't say I disliked it, but I just thought, oh is it Dixon? No, yeah. she never bothered me. She she was just a twat. Yeah. But no. See at the end of the match. Is it uh, is it big girl? When Dio came out. Uh and he went for his thing. <laughs> and he, he nearly slept. fell off the fucking turnbuckle. I was like, ah oh, Dio man, Dio. But he recovered. He recovered, but it was a big it was a big stumble because he got up out of the sec, they go, oh fuck, and then he was like, oh good, I'm good. And then he just went for his thing, and he just went, wah, and fell off. Oh, yeah, he recovered well enough. He got involved. He got his own back again on, on Honor No More after what they did to him back at heart. Coming it's, out wearing his aces cut. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And he, he has, you have Data Gar coming out, and just in the fifth member, which is be Dave Richards. And, you know, I'm trying to think who it could be, and I'm like, part of me thought it was going to be legit, because he was introducing that, I thought, Oh, it's going to be Jeff Jarrett, it's going to be Jeff. <laughs> or like, it wouldn't make sense now that he's doing this whole control your narrative thing, but uh, we'll like to very go on because of what his previous gimmick was. Please welcome my nephew, Ethan Carter the mm-hmm. third. <laughs> that would have been funny, but yeah, it was David Richards and like, it was a decent, you know, back and forth, five, five. they gave it plenty of time yeah. and he didn't want to get in there with Davey and they were constantly talking about all the company represent. you got Otto Waits, you got MLW in David's case, NWA in Nick's case, Frankie's case, AEW, and then yeah. Impact Rituals, and a and, uh, well, proper Impact full thing guy there in the Machine Guns. Nick Aldis, the former Mag- Magnus, mm-hmm. right? And I've talked about all the teams across TID and other promotions that combined that all these guys have all, mm. many, many different ones, many of these guys former world champions, and I thought, it's weird, the only WWE titles in here are Mike and Mourier, both got runs as 24-7 champion, and PCO's PCO, a former three-time tag and champion. And PCO was tag team champion. And also, there are four 
former Ring of Honor world champions in here. And strangely enough, PCO was one of them. Yes. There was PCO, obviously Taven, because they all take the piss out of him. Eddie, Eddie won it, and then Davey won it from him. Yeah. They were doing a thing where they're still partners. So PCO, Taven, Eddie, and Davey. Yeah, so three of them on Team Honor No More, one of them on... PCO, Taven, Eddie, and Davey. <laughs> and then, if you want to keep this going, there's four former world champions here. you got Matt, uh, Aldis, Saban, Eddie... No, I thought they were the fourth winner. For... <laughs> right. Eddie, oh, well. Saban, Aldis, and I thought someone else in here was world champion in, in TNA, but apparently oh, not. You weren't wrong. Well, I was wrong. But anyway, a lot of world tales between them. Uh, that's basically it. Brian Hebner, I think, was involved in this, and then yeah. you got Earl Hebner and the crowd. I loved Earl being there, man. Obviously, RFP to Dave Hebner. Yeah, RFP to Dave. And also Tim White also passed away, which is Yeah, sad. that really did fucking sad he was back in the day like the classic era he was my favourite ref I love Tim White one of the the Lonely Tab I think it was called where where they used to film a lot of the AP's barroom brawls Mm. apparently because he would basically reimburse him for any damage done to the bar he basically he'd take advantage every time and we'd redo the bar be like to Bradshaw for like Richard, you go to throw that guy, can you throw him through that shitty telly so we can upgrade to a wide screen with Vince's money, basically. <laughs> Bradshaw would be like, that. Ah, hey, problem, Tim. Or like, over the times, he's like, no, don't throw him through that wall, through that wall, you <laughs> No, Tim White, like I say, was always my favourite ref. I liked him, I liked Mike Kyoda, mm-hmm. you know, obviously I liked Earl Hebner, mm-hmm. you know. And I loved, like, it was two parts of that match that I loved the most. Mm-hmm. Was uh see the spot where at like, first you had all uh team impact, then mm-hmm. the corner spot like we're all going boom, yeah. boom, boom, and then it switched and on and more with doing the same thing, boom and boom, even PCO doing his mad fucking thing he yeah. did, and then at the end the whole scrimmage is going on, mm-hmm. the ref gets bumped, so what happens? <laughs> Errol comes out, pulls off his shirt, and lo and behold, ref, ref Errol. And then, uh, Dr. Moore just happens to mention, oh yeah, I sanctioned him earlier on today, nah, just in case. Him just in case, yeah, and he comes out and he just goes, you got Tracy done. Brooks in the front row, who's the real-life wife of Frankie Kazarian, used to be in the Rocket Vision, she was, she was Miss Brooks, she briefly was the manager for Robert Roode, yeah. the beer money back in the day, uh, she helped take out Maria Canellis from getting involved. Uh, he said, we got plenty of time, everyone got their chance to, to shine in here. Uh, that uh, Kaz did his weird flux capacitor like Spanish fly thing where he did the corkscrew which yeah. looked like it was seconds away when he did the DCO from, from fucking up but even <laughs> if it had he's was such a mad bastard he'd probably still get up oh yeah, yeah. I, I hated that spot when PCO went for the, the what's his move that, that turnbuckle at the I, corner thing I think it's like a sister centaur or something no, like that was he a dominator or a destructor or, I, don't, I, I don't even well that move he does right I hated that spot when he went for that and missed it just mm-hmm. fucked his back right on the apron I was like you know when you see the moves and you're like oh I know you've done that on purpose but Christ man uh, and it was really, you mad old bastard and like you had, you had cause I think it was PCO was up on Saban's shoulders for ages trying to get him in the career shot and then Two of the other members of Honor and More came in, but then Kazarian uh, and Alex Shelley saw when they both hit like basically versions of like the, yeah. the final cut, basically like the Sister Abigail style move, uh, or Blade Runner and Jay Waits came yeah, yeah, and yeah. then And then they hit the moves, then Cradle Shock, Saban gets the pin on PCO for the win, yeah. and Errol Hebner also coming in to do the pin. Took him a while to get in the ring, but you know, he's old, so. Yeah, but he's, come on, he's Errol, he's cool. 
Well, then you take him along to Ken Lab thing though. No, no, and then he was all, in and just went. And then they all celebrated. And then obviously Eddie Edwards is going to have a lot to complain about because it's not the first time he, uh, someone claimed they got screwed by an Earlhead now, or anyone <laughs> in the Hebder family. I don't. I don't think Eddie's going to go. Wow, wow! I'm going to another company to get kicked in the face. Wow. <laughs> Maybe not in those words, but well, that's how. But I'm just. I'm just. You know, a bit Tim White, by the way, I mentioned that I heard about the north of the match where he, he was injured. Injured, it was between Jericho and Triple H in health. And it was Jericho getting whipped into him. And uh, Tim told him to deal with spot, though. And Tim basically told him, like, hit me. Like, sorry, he basically can because he wanted to hit the cell. He wanted basically his blade because you really saw where he was bleeding and everything. Yeah. Obviously, he landed wrongly because he wasn't really a trained wrestler. Uh, and then Jericho was all apologetic and basically Tim White by me went, Chris. You did exactly what I told you to do. Yeah, 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 totally. Also, we being referee when he was a backstage guy in the eighties, and then also he'd be a backstage guy after his time as referee ended. But uh, the eighties, when he was a backstage guy, he was made the handler for Andre the Giant. Was indeed. He was yeah. the guy being like, trusted by Andre. He was like driving to shows. He'd be his drinking buddy and everything. <laughs> also, couldn't drink as much. Then, like it's, a lot of that's covered in the Andre like documentary on HBO and everything. Yeah, and and also he gets. Yeah, to see that. He you get, know. Tim does get very emotional about it, and like people, they did. There's a lot of stories, and like if Andre liked you, then you were you were good and everything. But like if he hated you, he fucking hated yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. He did. He didn't like the warrior. No, didn't like Randy Savage either. Didn't like Savage. Like no. Savage probably came in. He was all like doing his people and everything. He came in while Andre was playing cards with some wrestlers. So according to Hogan, who said it, and then well, well he take all the yeah, but, but Hogan did a really good. Uh, does a really good Andre like impression in this, but. Where he's like, and you know, basically, Randy's want to talk to him about a match, like, make sure he's going to be taken care of, because obviously Andre's much bigger than him. Does he manage to tell this story without saying brother at any point? Yeah, I think wow. so. Wow. And then, apparently, in, in his impression, uh, Hogan goes that Andre apparently turned and went, no baby oil, get out! Because <laughs> <laughs> he kicked out <laughs> Randy from the locker uh, and then also Hogan tells the story about basically where Andre got so drunk that he on the way to the elevator in the hotel he just passed out on the floor yeah and like put a wee, a wee velvet rope around him and basically went like you're cutting your collar crane because you're not lifting him <laughs> now the best the best Andre story I heard was a story <laughs> like on that self-destruction of the warrior DVD mm-hmm. you know the DVD they put it before they decided to count out him and make nice on him but they were talking about the bit where he was fighting Andre mm-hmm. And uh, what Warrior was always stiff with his stuff because oh, he yeah. was. Let, and don't don't speak ill of the dead, but I speak of a man as a wrestler. And from what I hear in the early days, he was kind of green, kind of shite. Oh yeah. You know, he, he knew maybe one, two moves, and didn't really like to do them well. Oh yeah. The stories of Bobby Heenan when they had the bit where he got in a couple <sighs> of matches with Warrior because he was the young manager, but like yeah, he, yeah. years of team months had fucked his neck, and even though no matter how many times he told Warrior, "Be careful, my neck," he just. Didn't, didn't listen. Yeah, well, that was the same thing with Andre. He was, he was going into bumps with Andre. Ah, look at it. He was going into bumps with Andre, and he would go like that. He would go up for the, you know, the clothesline thing yeah. the Warrior did. He would yeah. go for the clothesline, and you're supposed to hold back a bit. Yeah. But he would run in full belt, and fuck Andre like that, and Andre, first night, he went, mm, like that. And he was like, second night, and he told him again, like, don't fucking run him like that. Second night, Warrior again, full belt. Boom, like clothesline. Andre went mm, like that. Mm-hmm. Third night, mm. he went running to do it again. Andre full belt, and Andre just put his fucking on it and decked him. 
And then he went and turned around to Bobby Heenan and went, he'll learn. Mm. <laughs> yeah. He'll learn. Remember, Andre, like, I can't remember the guy's name, but uh, the guy who directed like, The Princess Bride that Andre was in, right? Yeah, Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner, yeah. I knew it was Rob something, but uh, he talked about like come, Andre coming to set and he said, like, oh, how'd you, what'd you do last night? He goes, oh, I had a little, had a little drink. And he went, well, how much is a little for you? And he went, oh, I had some wine, you know, about, about 12 bottles. <laughs> went, I think it was like 12 or something, that ball, something around the number. He went, Oh, are you drunk? Oh, not drunk. Just, just a little tipsy. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a story where apparently on set he let out a 15 second fart and all. Yeah, Rob Reiner asked him, he's like, you alright, Andre? And he's like, I'm now, boss. <laughs> oh yeah, Andre had a, had a, was very fond of flatulent like humour. <laughs> anyway, we went from that Impact Rizzles match, which was a solid match to, to that. I don't know why. We mentioned Tim White. He seemed like a good guy. But anyway, Going into the Queen of the Moon match, which we mentioned before, which is not a bit bump, but like scary looking bumps, fucking that. Chelsea and Tiona getting pushed over the ladder. And there's somebody who's, I mean, it looked like they like, came a few inches away from hitting them. Yeah, table. yeah, I've seen that. And, then and they went hard through that table. Yeah, and it's weird to see Mickey, who is the enforcer, who obviously has had issues with both of them, have to go over and basically go, you can tell she's going, like, are you okay? Yeah. And somebody who's laying on the first couple of rows on that side. So shared their like their video like they're filming it as that happened and from their angle like if you're in the crowd it looks even fucking scarier yeah, than the yeah TV I angle. can imagine like props to both of them for taking that bump oh yeah, yeah. well Deanna did a few things she didn't usually do because she did a big centre and like dive to the outside yeah. and she could very loudly go here and come like three fucking times like she's yeah she's yeah, yeah that was cool she was like fuck yeah there was a Mickey James got far too fucking involved. Mickey in. James, apart from her concern, a real life concern, mm-hmm. Mickey James, I told you she was a cunt, didn't I? Oh, yeah. I tell you she was a cunt. But like, the fact, I know like, oh, Savannah's getting involved, so the fact that you go in the key as well. That's it's a no DQ match. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't, I don't like her getting kicked to, kicked to it, but like, get him in the cage, fair enough that you're meant to go in the cage. What I had a real issue with and what made me shout, fuck off, Mickey. Was when she, she pulled her off the fucking ladder. When she physically tried to stop Matthew and like Matthew Rewalt's raising hell, I'm like, yes, Matthew, you're the only sane one in this Aye. equation. Fucking stupid Mickey James. She needs a boot right in her fucking cunt. I mean, mean I don't like Chelsea Green, but one of my favourite moments really was when Chelsea Green where it was maybe in the cage and she just booted the cage and slapped Mickey in the face. <laughs> that was good. These are booting the fucking face out of <laughs> Fucking but, but, interfering old Trump. But the Mickey stuff aside... At least, at least when she went and got battered off the cage, she managed to fall down and managed to keep her legs shut at the same time. Well, that was, a, that was amazing for her. But, yeah. Um, the match, looking at the, the rest of the match, everybody, I guess, had their part. There were moments where you could, like, you could be eligible, but then, because you had to pin somebody to be eligible to climb the ladder, but then you could still pin somebody, because, I mean, that person still has to go to the box, and that's one less person to, yeah. to deal with. Uh, it was another weird confusion, but I didn't bring it out because it wasn't as glaring as the Chelsea Green thing. But like, uh, Chelsea, uh, Jordan, Jordan does like the bridging pin, right? And then on, I think it's Chelsea or me or one of the two. But then Tasha then pins her like thing as well, so she's technically pinned her as well. So they can both. There's a big thing like they're both eligible. But then later on, Rewalt says that Jordan Grace isn't eligible, and she's and then she hits that Grace driver and pins Mia Yim, and then he claims, "Well, now she's eligible." Like, no, did you not hear the referee? There was a big, he made a big hoopla about them both being eligible. Mm. Well, maybe he was just being real, you know. Maybe he did us. The only, the only thing, I loved the match, loved the result. The only thing that I questioned mm-hmm. was 
the way the match goes, you're yeah. supposed to hang the belt yeah. and clasp the belt. And yeah, because Jordan been... hung the belt and held the belt. That's the thing. Like, all she has to do is clasp it. Oh, she's got one more step, but she didn't clasp it, and then the bell rang. Like she's done it. Like no, you just said she had to clasp. It. I mean, fair yeah. to you, Jordan, but clasp it first, then hang it. But she won, and she's awesome. So good. It was very similar to to the Bailey kind of went in that you you had that sudden realization that like he was the only one like up there. Yeah. Whereas like I'll say that you said you just had the big bump. You, uh, Chelsea and John were still selling it. Uh, Mia Yim uh, had just been sent to the to the, the penalty thing. box, and then it was on Tasha that John had a great or pinder, which they claimed then made Chelsea win, which was already eligible. Anyway, she tipped. Dasha, I don't think I don't think you've made it to the box because you were selling, getting hit with the great driver. So they basically, she's got it. She sees a lot of stuff, and you got that suddenly it's like, fuck, like there's another minute left on Mia's time. Like she's fucking got this. You can, yeah, she can, yeah. Unless Savannah comes running back down or somebody, something surprising gets involved, whatever. Like she's got this, and she got it. And uh, I, if you haven't watched it, she's got a promo like that went on like Impact social media talking about it and. Talk about how hard she worked and everything, and it's worth a watch. Oh, I'll watch it. it. I'll need to see it. Mm-hmm. Definitely worth checking out. But yeah, again, her first day. I mean, I think I tuned in back to Impact properly because you. I heard you for ages beforehand saying how much you were enjoying Impact, and so then I got oh, into hell yeah, hell like yeah. a couple a month or so before anniversary. But like as far as I know, she'd only held it. She'd only recently won it when I started watching from Taya Valkyrie. Yeah. And, and when I tuned in, she'd finished up her stuff with Taya Valkyrie. And then moved into stuff for Diona where she lost the belt. So it does feel like she did. She kind of because they were so high on Diona and bringing her in at that time, and they just finished off with Taya. That, she, that Jordan maybe didn't get to take away with uh, the single knockout belt that she no, she, was, she was seen. I think she was getting treated as sort of transitional. Yeah, whereas I think now she has a real opportunity to have a meaningful champion. Like in the last twelve months, what a. In some history, she's made first ever digital media champion, first ever Queen of the Mountain winner. Mm. She doesn't have to tag all the potato anymore. No, she's not. <laughs> uh, they do talk, all talk about how, like, oh, Slam, like, about the King of the Mountain match. So it's a Slam anniversary tradition, you know. It may have ended every Slam anniversary from 2005 to 2009, then may have ended again in 2015. Mm-hmm. Where it did seem like, you know, there's some, that basically was, what oh, Slam anniversary time? Now we've time for a, for a, a King of the Mountain, like, 2009, there was a main uh, world title one and there was an uh, X Division one, which I mainly remember for the fact that Suicide was the champion. Yeah. Like everybody gets in the ring, then Suicide music gets, the lights go down, they come back up, and Suicide's posing with a belt on top of the penalty box, and then it's just a big dive in the ring. <laughs> just thought it was cool. <clears throat> but so, yeah, like as much as I'll say it's a bit silly when you pin somebody and then climb the ladder, it didn't. It didn't come off as stupid as it no, might sound on paper. No, like, no. Unlike, the, unlike the reverse body battle, but it was like. They all handled it in a way that made you buy into this as a serious like, oh, match. Oh, hell yeah, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, great match. Great, great match. So, farewell into to Jordan Grace, but all these tail changes hands, you think, is that going to happen in the main event? <laughs> thankfully, no, it didn't. You say thankfully, but... As much as I love you, Eric, but Josh, Josh's reign may long may it continue. I was going into it going, well, maybe Eric should win it, but the Merlin match went on, I went, nah, nah, let's... He needs to keep that. The amount of tributes also to like to you know, you had uh, Eric hitting the stroke, but he uh, Jeff Jarrett's old finisher. Yeah, yeah. Both thing. of them doing a pretty good moonsault near the yeah, start. Yeah, like tribute to Daniels, like you had the Styles clash, but like, Joe Doran took a Olympic slam through that that table. Yeah, which is like the F- biggest. The, the very fact that the bit near the end, mm-hmm. 
when Alexander took Eric's pile driver on the fucking wood and still kicked it. I think that's also maybe a callback. I think uh, Billy Ray beats Sting at Slamversary 2012 by doing that kind of thing, like exposing uh, the wood, then hitting the pile driver. But the very fact, see what see the point when Josh kicked out after being pile driver. No, no, it was, no, it was 2013. Yeah. When he kicked out after being pile driver on the wood, I thought, my God, this cunt is legit as fuck. Man. And then they <laughs> yeah. went for the one off the off the middle rope, but then Josh rolls through into an ankle lock. Yeah. And then manages to hit a version of his own. On the, the C4 spike onto the... Onto the fucking exposed bit. exposed bit and fucks Eric up. There were a few people who... Uh, there was a smackering of people who were you know, very behind Eric Young. I heard, a few, I heard them at one point saying, we want violence. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, but they were, a good mix. But then they were being slowly drowned out by growing support for Josh Alexander, his wife and his kid together there again in the front row. Uh, the buddy, again, we'll go back to the Joe Dorman, like, the biggest bump I think he's taken his whole like year and a bit in, in Impact... <laughs> And then Diener getting taken out with a big hockey stick flag. Not listening thing. hard to take yeah. Diener out. He's, he's, like, he's, like a, he's like a fly buzzies around your fucking head. Apparently, Alexander Singlet is a, bit, a tribute to Angle, and he apparently had yeah, Joe, yeah, he and did. Joe and Styles tribute to anything. So he did the Samoa like face wash bit in the corner as well. Mm. That was pretty cool. So, yeah, it's like so many like uh, tributes. I thought the whole point of the table being there is at one point. Josh would like have Eric go for his thing. Maybe Eric can catch him and try to do like a Death Valley driver kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Like Josh is the one who goes to the table, even though also it's a member of VBD sits up, so another member has to go through it, as is wrestling tradition. But the idea of Josh having to go through the table further and having to battle back from that, yeah, would I thought would be a great story. Oh no, it was, Josh looked hella strong in this <laughs> match, but so did Eric. Yeah, you knew Eric it was going to be good. You knew it was going to be a great match, and I'll say. And you you hoped at least that Josh's reign wasn't in too much jeopardy. And as it went on again, like you said, they had some close neutrals like the, the pile driver. Well, see, like, like I say, that, that is one thing that I really love about Impact Wrestling. And yeah. it, it makes it makes me so happy with Impact. Because with a main event match on a pay-per-view, both guys, or women, yeah. are so fucking good. Even if you know, like in your in your mind, you're going well. Obviously, this guy's going to win. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, you get halfway through an impact pay per view main event, and you don't know who's going to win. No, no. That's what makes it so fucking good. Because they start out kind of slow, and then they properly like whatever the time that people are trying to be on violence, they're properly yeah, yeah, yeah. Easily like, hard. So that's what makes every time I watch an impact pay per view main event. Nine times out of ten, I'm on the edge of my seat going, who the fuck? I don't know. I know who's going to win, but I don't know who's going to win, you know? In a weird way, it's almost a passing of the torch, because they said that Eric Young represents the past 20 years, even though he claimed they don't care about history, whereas George Lander has the guy who has respect for all the history, but he's now the guy who's carrying the company mm, And forward. did you notice Eric's sort of, like, like damaged and tattered mask he wore? Uh-huh. Like, it looked, like, it looked, you know, burnt or yeah. something that looked rusted. I thought, like, okay, we're going to really move on to something new for Against All Odds. But then they wasted no time basically announcing, oh, yeah, it's going to be Josh versus uh, Joe Doring. That'll be something. I think I don't think Doring will win. No. <laughs> but can Josh then get C4 speaking a big lad like Joe Doring, or could he make Joe Doring tap out? You know, because Joe Doring really, if ever gets taken Joe off Joe Doring hasn't lost since he debuted. No, not in a singles match. Like... No, but he in a singles yeah. competition he hasn't lost since today. He rarely ever gets taken on his feet. That's why the like table spot was such a big thing. Yeah, yeah. And it was mostly his lower back to so his upper back fucking hitting the floor as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a tough son of a bitch. He is, he's a big fucker. 
Uh, apparently there's a, there's a video there of a post uh, show promo where everybody all the good guy the Impact Ridge you know some people from the like Battle a, Royal coming in he's, Josh, he's like if Psycho said and Jake the Snake had a baby <laughs> uh, Josh is giving this big like promo everything basically thanking everybody and talking about the history of Impact and you know, oh we didn't even mention the fact that Bloody America's Most Wanted came out oh hell yeah, yeah, yeah Chris Harris not looking as fat as he used to <laughs> yeah they're, they're obviously toasting a beer and everything mm. to Impact you know, there's like nobody thought it would be around. You know, like, and I mean, I know it's an inspiration. You know, like the fact that you're here after twenty years. But to be fair, I watched your first, your debut weekly pay per view. Wasn't it very good? So, I mean, I'm sorry. Like again, it's not too hard for somebody feeling that this might not last twenty years. Nah. When you see some of the kids that are on that show, was it shitty? A lot, but I mean, they're good stuff. Like AJ mentions him, Jerry Lynn, Loki taking on the Flying Elvises. <laughs> One of them was going to be the future Jimmy Wang Yang, I believe. Sweet. <laughs> I loved him. Yeah, so did I. He tried the fucking party bus thing now. So he's turned into Adam Rose then? Pretty much, yeah. Uh. <laughs> you know if that's his fucking song, but yeah. No, no, no. Aye. Uh, no, that's fucking Chelsea Dang or your, your thing. Oh, well. Fuck it. Yes. Anyway. Bring back the bunny. <laughs> but... That's our anniversary. I don't even know. We don't even need to do a rating because it's not our usual like wrestling review. But I know where we'd give it if we were doing. Oh that. hell yeah! I that main event alone, I would give a double thumbs up. Yeah. You know, but overall, I'd still give it a a double thumbs. You know, I I I always praise Impact on mm. the pay per views. You know, they they do a fantastic job of gripping you and getting you involved and really making you yeah. you feel it. You know. Yeah, it's it's interesting because like. I guess all of actually isn't going to be here, like, and it, it's not going to be long until it's here, because I think it's the Friday before Money in the Bank, which is not this weekend, but next weekend. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to actually go down to my brother's on a Friday night, we're going to watch Against the Lords, and then watch Money in the Bank the next night. Sweet. It's pretty cool. You know, it's weird how many are often they kind of have these kind of shows the night before uh, a WWE thing, which gives you an option on each night. Uh, well, any, any, any quicker brief predictions for Money in the Bank? Uh, not really. Like Cody was like my. I was like he was. I thought he was a lock in to until again. It would have been had he not got injured. I think this then makes him a lock in if he's able to come back for like the rumble. Mm. Part of me thinks either Lashley, uh, or like Drew came out and basically said, "I want Roman at Clash of the Castle." But you know, as a heel, they could always worm out that. So mm. if Drew wins it, you know, in the first time in ages, we have someone. Say, I'm not casting in right now, but I'm casting in at this time to be like whoever, if it is Roman, uh, if it is Roman or Brock, whoever comes at that mm. match, whoever is the champion classic castle, I'm casting this in because other than people like uh, is Riddle like, on it? Like, no, no. Like other people, other than people like RVD, like, I can't remember many people really doing that properly. I'm casting in at this time. Uh, uh. So I don't know. Uh, most people have just come in, cashed it, won it. Yeah. You know, some people have not cashed it. Mm. A certain Mr. Sandow and a certain Mr. Kennedy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But yeah, this, this has been a great review. And it was, a, I must say, a, I'm sure I'm not just speaking for myself, but yeah. a great fucking pay-per-view to review. It, it was a great pay-per-view to review. They also announced they didn't say where it is. But they said, I think, October 8th is when uh, Bound for Glory is going to go down. Sweet, that's the month. That's my birthday month, yeah. that. So I think they've got a taping, obviously, the next few weeks is going to be also taped to the Nashville Fair, and then 
uh, the against all odds and the next night of TV's for the next <sighs> week is going to be at Atlanta at Centre Stage, the former home of uh, WCW Saturday Night for a little while in the nineties, hmm. and cool. then Ring of Honor NXT in the recent years have done uh, done shows from that. So it's a there it's a, an area with wrestling history is that Centre Stage. So looking forward to that and. Hopefully we get some, hopefully Ben for going when it comes around also holds up to its end because like as on, a, hopefully I'm, it will. I'm, I'm, I'm saying like as good as last year's was. I I remember being disappointed in 2020s Ben for Glory a little bit, yeah. and I feel because like I said I feel like uh, Slam Versus kind of surpassed oh, uh, yeah, Ben for Glory yeah. in a lot of ways. Uh, something else, a little thing I mentioned the uh, four years in a row that is Josh Alexander's retained the title at Slam Anniversary. <laughs> 2019 and 20, the North retained the tag titles. Yep. 2021, 20, he, he won the Ultimate X to retain the X Division title and then retained the world title against Eric Young. Hell so yeah. basically, Slammiversary is becoming Josh Alexander's event. Yeah, that's easy, man. He is definitely a man. Mr. Slammiversary. <laughs> and on that very cheery note, well, thank you for listening to our show. Thank you, yes. Thank you, and hopefully, you'll check out our back catalogue of past impact reviews and pay reviews. We did a little impact retrospective and across the many years. We had to split yeah. up in a little mini series of its own. <laughs> Check out our past uh, baby review reviews, like old school like WWF yeah. stuff. Listen out for future, because we, as we said at the start of the show, we do intend to possibly do an eclectic, an eclectic escapade. Yeah. I've drawn out eclectic es- escapade if we do do a, a review of the series of uh, Boss. Yes. Because we, we haven't done a series as of yet. We yeah, just haven't, so really, haven't really planned that out. But That may be an interesting thing we could look at. Yeah, we've done... It's basically looking at Frasier Riders outside of Asia. We've done like a couple... We did like the collection of episodes of Kelsey Grammar alongside David Hyde Pierce as Sideshow Bob yeah, and, yeah. Uh, in Simpsons. And we did Toy Story 2 recently. I think yes, the next, who? Maris? Uh, we did Toy Story 2. I think the next one planned in the next couple of weeks is going to be Bugs Life. And then after that, we have numerous options we could go with. A stick! A splinter! You're a walking dick. It's funny. Knock out. Speaking of which, oh, it's in my eye. Speaking of which, uh, Fraser as well. We we we're almost finished season six. I know. It's very close. Very close. We've got all sorts of retrospectives in the back car. We've got all sorts of retrospectives planned to come soon. So much. Mm. We have we have a veritable treasure trove of shit we are going to be doing. Oh yes, we have some great plans for the next couple of, of weeks. I can't remember exactly what it is we've got planned in the schedule. Trust you. For next week. You'll but, love it. But I'm because I think we got bumped a week or two because of the delay <laughs> for an, an episode. But I'm sure we'll go back to our usual schedule programming. We will indeed. We will indeed. If you want to follow along with us, uh, make sure to check out us on this feed and on the Rogue Opinions feed and follow us on Twitter at SPM and follow Rogue Opinions at Rogue underscore opinions and like our Facebook page, Facebook.com forward slash Alan Podcast. a like, rating, review on your podcasting platform of choice. Hell yeah. Uh, until then, thank you for enjoying us talking about the 20th year of anniversary. Thank you for listening to us talk about the 20th anniversary of Impact Wrestling, and hopefully, we have 20 more glorious years to come. From that, and from us too. Yay! That's that. Get ready to fly!
Fly.